0: Letting your eyes close, your gaze soften. Just hands resting in your lap for now. Tuning yourself inward to the experience of being in your body. The texture, the temperature, the vibrational quality. What it feels like to be you. If you are someone who's tuned in not only to yourself and your experience, but is also sensitive and picking up the collective vibrations of what is going on in the world. It can feel highly sensorial right now. Like it's hard to even know what's mine, and what's yours, and then what's ours. Right? It's all become commingled, intermingled energetically. I think it always was. It's just our interdependence of the relational quality of our existence is being revealed to us more and more clearly. That we are, in fact, in this together in a multi-level way. And then the work becomes, can we be with that? Can we be with that wholeness? And so right now, just experiencing your body, feeling, being with, I notice for myself that I actually feel pretty integrated today, but it's taken nearly the whole day to get there. and the practices and the meditations and the working in the garden. So wherever you are naming that, what you feel what the experience is like. You get really discerning here my Like how specific about what it is that you're experiencing. And then let's bring our hands to our hearts. Let's give you a little pressure there. We'll take three deep breaths together, welcoming ourselves to practice and being generous with our self-love, with our compassion, with our forgiveness. Big full breath in. Breathing out. I'm breathing out. Biggest inhale, perhaps of the whole day. Big inhale. can stay like this, just listening, or drop your hands with your chin and open your eyes. Okay. Get my out. I wrote a couple pages. Apparently there was a lot to say. <laughs> um, so, many of you know that my working definition for love this year has been saying yes to what is, and I've been, I actually had a dream, um, week over the uh, weekend, where I was like, okay, yes, the first part of saying yes to what is, the first part of the definition of love is saying yes to what is, and then the second part, and there was this big reveal about what the second part of the definition was, that it had something to do with breath, and like, filling the what is with the breath of love, something like that. It was one of those where I was like, oh, I want to know, <laughs> I wish that my brain had recorded that a little bit more um, easefully so that I could fluently say it to you right now because it made it make so much sense, it was one of those. Um, but it's funny how, you know, I um, came up with this definition for this year before any of this started to happen. It's been pretty profound how useful it has been Um, in the midst of all of the chaos and the um, tumultuousness of what has been happening. A real sense of groundlessness. That's the word that I actually... Uncertainty doesn't even, like, cover it anymore. It's as if the earth really feels like it's falling away, and the things that we thought that we could count on, we can no longer count on. So, um, in all of this, my son has been, as many of you know, (laughs) moving, like, firmly toward puberty and it's been our relationship has had friction in it for the first time really. Like he's always kind of been my dude, like my person who's right here with me. And instead we we are just having we're butting heads more and it's painful for me. I don't like the tone of voice that he uses and I dislike that my role has shifted. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of meetings places in myself and then also within the context of our relationship that feels very uncomfortable. And so today I, we woke up and I went for a run and I wrote no TV, little bear. And his name is Ursa, which means bear. And here's some stuff to do. And I came home and he was like shirtless in the yard. He has this stock tank pool project that he wants to do. And he was clearing this kind of big section of wild yard that we have, where we want to eventually, we're on a wait list, apparently stock tanks are really popular right now, we would eventually want to put, like, some gravel and sand and a stock tank and maybe someday a sauna, an outdoor shower, that kind of thing, like, just working with our land, and so he was out there doing it, and I was like, oh, he's really, like, hormonally being called to be masculine right now. Right? that masculine energy of doing and making and creating and putting together and um, it's really happening like in on a body level, not just on a gender role kind of level. Um, and so he's like, "Mom, well, we need to go to Home Depot. We need to get the stuff organized. We need to all of this stuff." And so I was like, "Okay, we can go and do that." I could see that he was feeling um, very called, right? To be in this project, right? To have this project that he's working on with the earth. It's awesome. And so we get a weed whacker um, that was on sale at the hardware store, and we bring it home. We had to go to two places, and we bring it home, and he starts putting it together, and immediately we are again in the conflict, right? Where I'm trying to be with him in an old way you can see where this is going now where i'm trying to be his support person and his ever-present guide and the person who's like right next to him like holding things so he can do the screw and he so deeply wants to do it by himself that any offering that i have to give him help is um is sort of not met with uh (laughs) with a lot of grace So, (laughs) I'll just say that. That's a very polite way of saying it. And so, um, we, instead, I just kind of was like, okay, he should do that. And I let him move forward and I let him do it. Oh, it's saying something. Oh, I'm going to try. I don't know, guys, if this is working, but I'm going to try again. Um... So he's doing all of the things that he's supposed to be doing, you know, which is like pushing me away, growing up, taking on projects as his own, realizing that he can be successful without help all the time. And I had this realization, I was like, oh, I'm trying to do this in the old world kind of way, (laughs) right? Like, pre him really moving into his masculinity, into his like growing up and transforming stage and he oh geez, I don't know um, and he uh, is wanting to do all of that stuff and is telling me in a myriad of different ways that he wants me to just hold a container for him but not be holding his hand anymore and I remember this shift now with my daughter um, and it is a real letting go of the old way of doing things and I see this happening um oh i gotta fix the mic because there's stuff that we are figuring out okay there we go um i think it's still happening so um anyways i lost my train of thought so i have to do this okay so all of us in the same way are experiencing very much a loss of how things used to be. And to be completely frank with all of you friends, I don't know one person in my entire life who has been experiencing a moment in time right now where they haven't lost something that they thought was a for sure thing, right? That we have all lost at least one or two things that we thought was a for sure thing. And, personally, <laughs> uh, in a multitude of different areas of my life, I've been experiencing not only the collective loss of like people dying and um, people still getting shot by police and dying, and the world <laughs> going into economic crisis and all of the like collective heartbreaking stuff that's is happening is still going on. that's part of the wholeness and then also a lot of personal uh, grief and loss. Of things that I pretty much thought for a sure thing just dissolving underneath, creating that groundless feeling. And I can feel myself trying to, um, well, do the things that my brain wants to do to try and protect, which is fix it, solve it, (laughs) figure oh, what's the solution, how can I make this not happen, right? How can I like hold my own hand and grip rather than releasing and letting go and holding the container for my own wholeness? Like, I, like I'm trying to do with my son. Oh, run away from it. That's another good one. Oh, never mind. I don't want to do this anymore. I'll just run away from my life. Like, what is this life anymore? Um, oh, this was one that came up big this morning. Can someone else do this for me? <laughs> like, my whole life. Can someone just step in? Which is really just the wanting to be cared for kind of feeling. Um like i really it's like oh my god just hold me you know that feeling when you want someone to squeeze you so tight that you feel held together that kind of feeling um numbing out with whatever it is that we choose to numb out with obsessing on stuff body image issues oh my god it's i it's so tied for me friends that when i start to feel the groundlessness i immediately think that somehow my body isn't good enough thin enough, strong enough, toned enough, pretty enough, all the enough things start to come up for me. And it's a big flag on the field that I'm experiencing some stuff right now. <laughs> and then here we are in front of the camera, just hoping for the best. <laughs> um, oh, and then also the last one I wanted to mention, cause I'm sure it may be hopeful for some of you is jumping to the positive. Um, like just skipping over all of the feelings of loss Um, and grief and just like profound communal sadness and then moving right to like well something new is being born here which I love to do I would love to do that but there's a really being with that has to happen right now Um, and all of these things are like me grasping at Ursa's childhood you know and what happens when I grasp at his childhood and try and hold him in place is that we experience like this huge degree of discomfort rather than me opening up my hands and being like, yes, grow up, transform, become the person that you are supposed to be. I trust you. right? I trust all the years together. I trust my parenting. I trust you as a human being. Um, And that's what really needs to happen. So, right now, um, part of the saying yes to what is, of being in alignment with love, is saying yes also and moving towards Toward the suffering rather than away from it, rather than jumping to the positive, right? Um, and it's gonna be it's gonna be all of it. Like that's sort of the catchphrase also of this, is that there's gonna be the moments of bliss and joy and profound connection in the midst of all the suffering, right? And when we can allow space um, and pay attention and let all of it in. And then pray and surrender and cry and say it out loud and grieve and be joyful and dance and do all of the things. Right? There's going to be an integration and alignment that happens inside of us that is um, truer and more real and more authentic to the moment than if we were um, than if we were to do all of the numbing out things and try and grip. So. Um let's see. Oh yeah, and that's part of it. I was thinking about just the grief of the moment of where like you guys I love teaching in person so much and I don't know when that's gonna be again. I don't know when that's really gonna be when we like pack a room and we play loud music. And I do a crazy long Dharma talk like this one right now, but there's tons of people here and we laugh at each other's jokes and someone calls out some of their wisdom and we like talk about it and gather and like have this collective experience. I don't know when that is going to happen. And so it's something that for me personally, I have to bring it out and look at the reef around that every single nook and cranny (laughs) so that I can feel it and experience it and then let it go, right? And then the next day I wake up and I bring it out again. Because <laughs> grief, the part about grief, friends, that is really true is that it is not linear. And we think we have let it go and then it's, we're like open a drawer and we're like, oh no, there it is again. I thought that I had like given you the goodwill, you know? And we have to bring it back out and air it out and look at it again. Um, and uh, I use the word praying I think that praying is a form of surrender, is an acknowledgement that we're not doing this alone, right? That there is something larger. And one of my favorite um, lines about prayer ever is that uh, the first word of any prayer, like when you really start praying, is help me. (laughs) And I think there is definitely that feeling right now, friends, of help me. And we're going to practice some meditation, hopefully. If we get to it today, I think we will. If not, I'll um, maybe do it on the podcast or a video. That's just a separate video or something like that. Um, Where we work to take in the suffering of the world and then transform it inside of ourselves, right? With that co-collaboration between us and the universe, between us and the energy of the unified field. And then send the suffering that we move toward, Right? back out into the world full of love and compassion um, and a real being with the wholeness, being with what is. So that's my pep talk for today. Um, Let's go to our mats and we're gonna start in child's pose.